invited out today from basically Louisville, Kentucky. I get the privilege of speaking with, I'm going to call him Coach Rob, but I, I call him Rob Debo. Rob, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for inviting me on. This is going to be a great chat. Yeah, Rob. And I start every one of these conversations with a successful entrepreneur such as yourself as saying, you know, really asking a question. I know right from stepping out from corporate America at one point or another and then stepping into the entrepreneurial path, you've experienced the ups and downs of trials and tribulations. And as someone's listening and considering jumping into whether it's full self-employment, whether it's network marketing, whether it's, you know, passive income, what's, what's a lesson you think everybody that you could share with people so they can accelerate their growth? You know, I don't know what the quote is, but we, we overestimate what we can, or we maybe underestimate what we can do in a year and we overestimate what takes 10 years, you know? So I would tell people, look, if you're an entrepreneur, there's going to be bumps along the way. There has to be. You won't meet a successful entrepreneur, successful business owner. You won't meet anybody that had any high level of success that didn't stub their toe, bleed their nose, et cetera. Um, probably the word of the decade for me would be consistency, you know, staying the course. Um, some of my mentors, you know, we talk about 100-day runs, but it's really a 1,000-day run marathon built of 100 hundred day sprints, right? You know, so it's, it's more just staying the course. I think the key is finding what you're good at, finding what you're passionate about, and then identifying what does that look like? How do you consistently implement actions to develop that dream, that goal, that, or manifest that vision or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish? And you know, Ryan, people like you and me, we have multiple callings, right? We like to speak. We like to pour into people. We like to, I guess, see the light bulb come on in others from the way we say something. You know, it might be the same thing they've heard 10 times, but they heard it differently. And that's kind of where my focus is, is finding ways to be consistent over the next thousand days. Not a hundred, not one year, but literally about three years and see where we end up. I love that. I love as you talk consistency, right? You you took a big step, what I'll call January one, with some forced accountability, some forced consistency, right? Doing right a, a body composition keto challenge, right? There's I don't want to you know steal your thunder. I want to hear your version of it. But as I'm following you along on social media, watching on Facebook, you're posting your meals. I know there's no cheat meals involved. I know there's right. It's just all out there. Yep. Yep. What is that? Uh, so, you know, it really stems from my CEO, you know, I'm in decent shape, but I'm 49, you know, an ex-athlete, we stay in shape as best we can. Uh, I certainly look different than a lot of my former teammates who we want to continue to try to help get in shape, but, uh, I haven't taken it as seriously as I could. And, uh, just kind of my CEO challenged me. He's like, Rob, when's the last time you actually ate clean for 60 days. I've never known you. I've known you for a decade and I've never seen you do that. And he's probably right. Um, I did dabble in bodybuilding, uh, which is now called physique competitions decades ago. Um, and then my wife kind of piggybacked on what my friend said. And she's like, I don't think you can do it. And what better time than when everyone else starts making these New Year's resolutions. So I just called it my 60 day clean eating challenge. But I'm putting it into context. I'm holding myself accountable on social media. I'm literally going to post everything that goes in my body over the next 60 days. Um, and I'll give you an example. When I say context, 
situations arise. I was leaving. We were back home visiting family. I was with three of my kids. And as silly as this sounds, they were excited for me to take the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich challenge. Have you heard of this? Like, it's a thing. I, I didn't know it was a challenge, right? I've, I've wanted to taste it's one. One of the greatest marketing plans that I've seen where Popeye's launches this chicken sandwich. They run out of supply. I mean, there were lines at Popeye's. All of that to say, that's not clean eating. But the context is I was with my kids. I'm going back home. I'm not going to see them for the next 30, 60 days. And it allowed me to teach one of the principles I do with our body comp keto coaching. And that is never blame and shame yourself based on circumstances. You know, that was a circumstance. I didn't have a soda. I didn't have extra fries, but I wasn't going to peel off the bun and, you know, ruin that moment. And it was a lot of fun. So I had a 690 calorie calorie Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. And let me tell you, I can't undersell it. I love Chick-fil-A, but this sandwich beat it head to head. Um, but <laughs> but the, the context was this. I posted that and I held myself accountable and I explained that story to people. And it was like, Weights were lifted off of people's shoulders. Wait a minute. So you make a mistake too, Coach Rob? Absolutely. Here's the problem. Let's not blame and shame ourselves. Let's not even call them mistakes. Let's just call them circumstances. And then instead of blaming and shaming yourself when that's what we typically do, let's just turn this into a math formula, which is part of the way we teach. And that is own and earn those 690 calories back by maybe eating a little cleaner the rest of the day or a little greener or a little leaner, maybe a little less, maybe do a little more. And so it was just, it was really nice to see how that off menu circumstance actually allowed me to coach into people. One of the things we believe in is look, you're never defined by one meal, by one day, by one holiday. It's creating habits along the way, because look, Ryan, there's, a dozen ways to see success. There's a dozen coaches that can show you success. The key is sustainability. Always ask the question. All of our customers and clients, I say, always ask yourself the question, is what I'm doing sustainable? And you'll, you'll identify areas where maybe it's not. Me eating chicken and green beans and plain rice or sweet potato every day, that's not sustainable, but it's part of the process. So it, it was... Just something that we decided to do for the next 60 days. People can follow along uh, our Facebook page, or you can just search Body Comp Keto on Facebook, probably Instagram. And we're just posting that each day to kind of basically hold myself accountable more than anything. Well, I love it. And I want to ask you a couple questions around that, right? Because right, one coach to another, one of the things that I find to be fascinating with the way many individuals operate, you know, in their psyche is the justification around the mistake, if you will, or right. And, and we're fortunate to take care of our bodies and right. I carry a certain amount of muscle mass and we, we might be able to get away with a, a little more than some people, as far as the clean eating side of things go, I think I can speak for both of us. And certainly there's this thing too, where I feel like, again, speaking to myself as I'm speaking to you and any given moment, I can snap my fingers and turn it on. Like you can't tell me anything. If I get something set in my head, it, it's not breakable. But that's been a learned behavior over years to have that instilled upon me, where a lot of the people I get to be fortunate I'm spending time with, right, all of a sudden, they, they start justifying away, well, it's the weekend. And every weekend, I have to go do this thing. I have to, right, I have to drink. I have to insert all the have tos. And what I find fascinating is, 
are there ways that you have established to help people right the blame and shame and i don't ever shame somebody right this is not a dictatorship which i'm telling you you can't be successful if you do that but if you tell me that your goal is rapid success and rapid change you're slowing down your rapid change by doing that and it's this duality back and forth have you have you number one experienced that yourself with some of the people that you're helping and number two do you have tips around that You know, I think part of it is mindset, and it goes back to the old saying, we want what we can't have. So the moment you tell one of your buddies that's a drinking buddy, which, look, there's nothing wrong with an adult beverage. I consume them on occasion. That's not the point. The point is, when I tell someone they can't have something, what do they want? Well, that's all they want. And so we have to start with the right mindset, and I just call it simple steps to success. Look, just go Friday night without drinking. And then journal, you know, journaling is something I'm going to embark on. I know you teach and preach that it's so important to reflect back on these small steps to success. People might call them small victories, but it just shows you, Hey, you know what? It wasn't that bad. But if we create this mountain of, Hey, a 90 day challenge or a 60 day challenge, or, you know, for some, a challenge might be two weeks. Just start with simple practical steps like, Making a goal sheet. Hey, I want to wake up tomorrow. Awesome. The fact that you check the box that you woke up, just that shows progress. Hey, I want to drink a bottle of water before I put anything else in my body. I don't know what that is, but I think seeing kind of that checkbox mentality is what I've got people doing. So I literally have a what's called a checkbox trainer because I'm a visual guy, right? How many of us ex-athletes or kind of fitness guys say, hey, I'll work out in the afternoon? Well, That never happens, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll find most people, most successful people that are into fitness, oftentimes, I don't know what the numbers are. I'm sure there's probably a study or a survey. Most people get it done earlier in the day because they can check the box and be done. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, we're pro or against either way. I'm just saying practical steps and showing yourself small victories along the way and then reflecting back with journaling saying, you know what? It was worth the price of not having that drink or not having that extra dessert or making myself go to the gym. I mean, how many of us, and this is a universal truth everyone would agree with, how many of us never want, we didn't want to work out, we didn't want to do a cardio session, but boy, once we were done, I'm so glad I did it. You know, that's always the answer. You've got this cold market list or you've got this... Uh, cheat sheet of things that need to get done today and nobody wants to do it but once you do it isn't the response always I'm so glad I did that and I think that's kind of the philosophy is just helping people reflect on the small victories along the way I love it I love that that's that's your thing I mean um, my version of that and it's it, it's beautiful to think you know sing off the same song sheet if you will is right how do you how do you get a win every day all you got to do is win a day. And if you can't see winning a day, how do you win an hour? And if you can't win an hour, how do we win a half hour? Right. Cause I love that. Right. Momentum builds momentum. It always does. Right. When, when's the best time to sell somebody after you just close somebody, right? When, when's the best time to do anything after you've got that emotional dopamine hit of being successful. So it's checking the box immediately, right? It's success swing singles. I call it right. We're, we're wired to hit home runs Well, for what? Like just get on base, just swing, just get up there and, and win the day or win the hour. So I love that, my friend. I, tr- I truly love it. Now, well, sometimes, like what you just said, hey, just get on base. You know what? Sometimes the kid that can't hit might need to lean in and take the hit by pitch, right? Sometimes it hurts, but you're on base. And so whatever it takes, and that's why 
metaphorically speaking, I say, hey, wake up, make that part of your checkbox trader. Because every morning you wake up, that's a, that, that's a win in my book, right? At least yep. we're going to come up with something if we're alive. So uh, I love it that we're on the same page. And there's no surprise with the results. You know, I think people are always looking for something that they know works. They want certainty. And that's what we're in the business of, creating certainty, whether it's business success, whether it's spiritual success, whether it's, you know, mentorship or losing body fat, whatever that looks like. I think people want a level of certain success. And that's why I've identified what my calling is, is taking this very complicated ketone conversation, really body comp conversation, because it's such a misleading term nowadays. What is keto anyways? Is it high fat, low carb? Is it low fat, clean carb? I don't know, depending on who you ask. So we just got very passionate about disseminating information. You know, facts are undefeated. I do my best not to implement opinions. I'm one of those prideful, arrogant ego guys where I don't want my feelings hurt. So we just stick to the facts and the facts work. Well, I love that the facts work and I'm going to share, right? Because again, we're connected on social. I've known you now for... Uh, I feel like a, a long time. It's probably been two or three years since our first conversation. And one of the most profound things that I've seen you share over and over again that like got me to stop and pause was you started posting about being, you know, are you keto, but you're still having too many calories, right? You're, it doesn't mean you can have a whole slab of bacon because you're quote unquote keto. It doesn't mean you can have a stick of butter, right? There's, there's still the caloric deficit that would need to be ultimately created in order to put your body in a, in a state in which, you know, essentially fat, can be metabolized most efficiently. Is that am I still am, am I saying that the right way, or am I did I just butcher that? One hundred percent. I mean, look at the end of the day, calories matter most. Like all the experts, there's a million Instagram experts. There's all the fitness gurus, and most of these people that would disagree with, well, it's more complicated than calories in versus calories out. It's really not. Now, there's an asterisk. There's a lot of variables that impact that energy balance equation, but I want you to just think of this practically, like calories in versus calories out. Well, as humans, how do we survive on caloric nutrients? There's three, you know them well, they're called macro, large nutrients, protein, carb, fat. They all have a calorie count. Now, I'm not here to debate 100 calories of candy bars versus 100 calories of broccoli. That's obvious, that's not speaking in context. What I am telling people is look, Calories matter most, so the quantity matters most, but it's the quality of those calories that then determine the performance in Ryan's day, right? How well you perform, how well you sleep, how well you build muscle. It's hard to build muscle with no protein, right? Mm -hmm. So calories matter, they matter most, but then the quality determines the level of performance those those calories are providing. So we just try to simplify it. You know, I always tell people, look, keto is oftentimes, I would argue, for every one person that's lost weight or lost fat, there's probably one or two people that have gotten fat because they've been led to believe that calories don't matter. Well, maybe in clinical studies with rodents and mice, high fat, low carb doesn't work, or, you can't overconsume high fat. Here's the problem. How many people do you know eat not based on hunger? Hunger is physical. They, they eat based on appetite and emotion. It's called habitual eating. It's called residual eating. It's called emotional eating. It's not because they're hungry. 
So then when you give people a pass and let them believe, hey, calories don't matter, as long as it's low carb, you know, high fat doesn't matter. Well, that's why I get one to two emails a day from someone that has followed a keto diet and they got fat per, even though they're low carb. So we just try to clean up the information. It makes sense. And it really does. And here's the bottom line. Ryan, you know this. I tell people, preach, teach, try to educate. The only diet that works for Ryan is the one Ryan will do. And you know what? The only diet that works for Ryan's wife is the one Ryan's wife will do. It looks different for everyone. Who am I to say, I've got the way. I've got a way. We've got some pillars and some plugins. We believe drinking ketones daily, putting the body into ketosis. We believe in that daily. We believe in extended fasting. We call it rebooting the body monthly. And then probably the hardest pillar to master, so we've got these three pillars, ketones daily, reboot monthly, is patience continuing. So many people just aren't patient with the process. And here's what's interesting. A liquid that fills this bottle, it's a nutrient more important than food calories. It's called water. Well, water weighs something and takes up space, but the scale doesn't tell you that. Someone could lose five pounds of fat, replace with five pounds of water temporarily, and they feel like a failure. So again, context matters. We believe, preach, and teach. If you have patience and work with science, science always works. Well, I mean, you're saying so many profound things there that I, I have also lived by. And I don't, again, I, I think success leaves clues. And so, right, you have, I first met you through a company called Prove It, right? You, you had posted something online and Prove It is, to me, one of the, if not the highest quality actually in a ketone company that exists, right? It just from the research that I've done, I, I'm not a paid spokesperson. I don't have some sort of skin in the game with this, although we certainly went back and forth with that, yep. right? It's, it's just factual. It mixes up well. It tastes well. There's a bunch of science behind it. And from that standpoint, I'd love to know, number one, what makes Prove It different? Right. From the standpoint of the quality of the product that actually exists, because right now, right, you and I both see it. Keto is everywhere. Like I walk into any store and every freaking store on the planet has a new keto supplement. I'm looking at right what someone's calling keto. I'm like, my very archaic understanding of, uh, of being in ketosis or what a keto product is, this doesn't really qualify. It's just a label because, right, the FDA doesn't regulate this industry. They come in and say, okay, now we want to test something or now we need to prove a label. But I could put out, you know, a high carb drink and put a keto high carb label on it. And nobody can stop me. I mean, eventually I get smacked on the hand, but right, you have something that's much, much different in your wheelhouse. I'd love to know what makes it so. Yeah. And, and look, just to, to kind of preface this. Uh, Prove It is a direct sales, community-based marketing, network marketing, multi-level marketing, Amway Pyramid. Call it what you want. Here's the reality. We have a product I believe is the gold standard and can be tested, which that goes a long way with a skeptic like me because think about it, Ryan. The Food and Drug Administration and the Federal Trade Commission, they don't monitor labeling. We know this. There's all kinds of mislabeled products. There's even grocery store food products that aren't allowed to mislabel, that mislabel. So how do we quantify a gold standard? And that's where we believe, because ketones are blood tested, one serving 100% of the time within one hour, I can put your body into this metabolic state of ketosis. Now, if people would lean in and listen, they're going to learn 
more than most people will ever know about this topic. Ketosis was once synonymous with ketogenesis. You couldn't have one without the other. So what's the difference? Well, ketosis means the brain is operating on ketone energy, an energy molecule that's very efficient, very uh, effective. The problem is you couldn't ever be in ketosis without burning your own body fat. That's called ketogenesis, generating ketones either from consumed fat or from body fat. So you had to follow a keto diet, and that's where therein lies one of the problems. Now that we have a keto supplement, I mean, there's multiple patents, the government, you could go Google right now, exogenous, exo meaning outside the body, exogenous ketone supplement. And you'll see DARPA, University of South Florida, holds this patent of the government researching this for Navy SEAL benefits. Navy SEAL benefits. Sorry, I called Kate. Um, and so as a result, we can quantify the effectiveness, the efficacy of this product. Now, that doesn't mean there's not other great products. It just means I'm now out of the business of selling. Like... The problem with the direct sales model, in my opinion, is the second word, sales. Most people don't want to sell something to their family and friends. Well, what if we could just educate them? And that's why I'm so proud to be aligned with Prove It is our philosophy has been, hey, take a litmus test in your neighborhood. Knock on the door. Brian, I don't know where you live. I don't know anything about your neighborhood. But I'll argue if you knock on every door, every household has tried a protein shake. They've tried a protein bar. They've tried a vitamin, lotion, potion, peel, energy drink. But if you ask all those same doors that you knock on, hey, have you been in the metabolic state of ketosis, accurately defined, ketones in the body, in the blood for the brain to use today, this week, multiple hours this week? Well, the answer is no. And so all we do is try to educate people. The reason I have forged relationships with some of the biggest keto groups that are not pro-prove-it right? They're pro, hey, endogenous production. Let us help you make your own ketones instead of buying your ketones. That's a whole nother debate argument that I could present on why I believe people still need to drink them because most people can't, won't, and don't make their own. Nevertheless, we just want to align and say, hey, get in where you fit in. Like, we don't want to have to be the only way. We're just a very effective way. And I think people have started to see that transparency, at least in my coaching, where this is no longer about sales. It's just about providing value, educating people. Hey, try this. Maybe you'll buy this. See how it feels. Does it make a difference? And are you able to, does it matter and make a difference? And is it measurable? And I think that's what we've landed on. So that's why Prove It has become, I believe, the gold standard. Competition agrees. Experts agree. It can be quantified in the body and the blood. And it's a more complicated conversation than just saying, hey, am I in or out of ketosis? There's plenty of people in ketosis that they're making ketones out of the consumed fat and not their stored fat. You know, there's a small poem I wrote, I'm a keto poet, didn't know it, right? In order to lose fat, you need to use fat. Make sure it's your fat, not grocery store fat. And so this eliminates the need for someone thinking, I need to eat a bunch of fat in order to lose fat. No, 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 no. That's not at all true. And so we're just trying to clean up that messaging. And look, there's no wrong way if your way is working. I would encourage someone, hey, if your way is working, absolutely. And here's what that looks like to me. And then I'll turn it back over to you. Body Comp Keto is kind of where you can find us. 
The reason I call it body comp keto is it's very different than medical keto or um, keto how it was initially interpreted, right? The ketogenic diet was never meant to lose fat. It was treat, meant to treat refractory epilepsy in children a century that were resistant to pharmaceutical drugs for seizures. That's how it started. Just so happens in some people, when they eat high fat, they're full, which causes them to underconsume calories. What we know is a lot of people don't eat based on being full. They based on emotion or their watch says so, or it's lunch hour, whatever the case may be. And so what we've done is just try to clean up that message and make sense of it along the way. And so body comp keto is look. I want to help people become a better fat burner. I think not just keeping muscle, but creating muscle is essential to aging well, which is probably the two words that encompass everything that I believe. You know, I, I'm working with this big celebrity. They're about to come on board and, you know, they, they talk a lot about daily training, right? Well, what about daily aging? Like that's a concept to consider. That includes everybody. How could we help you age well? and look, feel, and perform good along the way. That's our goal. Well, I, I love what you're saying, Robin. I want to preface this as you're listening. I've known Rob for three years, give or take, plus or minus. There's never been a time in which Rob has tried to sell me something. Like, this is not – like, I asked Rob to be on the show because he's a plethora of knowledge, and he's brilliant at what he does and who he is. So I'll post in the show notes – right, for you to press pause and go take a look at, access to see more about Prove It, access to see what Rob has going on, because this stuff works. Like, again, I buy it, right? It's not a th like I opted out of taking, we'll say, the network marketing side of things, not because I don't believe in it, but because I'm going my own path that has my own direction to it, and it's Rob and I are still friends and we're still having conversations and we're still here. He's not like, Oh, you didn't sign up. You're not, you're not promoting because I think at this point, unfortunately the network marketing world has such a bad taste in so many people's mouths where I think it's the most brilliant way to see if you're actually cut out for entrepreneurism because you don't have the risk and liability of having product or marketing or branding. You get to leverage something else that already exists. You get a proven model and methodology. You get to see if you can, I'll call it hustle or sell or get in front of the right people or be outgoing. And then maybe in the future, you want to bridge into something differently. But I'm sharing all this because don't allow, if it's even crossing your mind for a second to think, oh God, it's network marketing opportunity. If I click on anything, I'm going to be pitched. I have had to call Rob and ask him what it looks like if I wanted to do something different. It's, it's like the polar opposite of what goes on. But that's not just Rob, that's the brand itself, which is why... I love the brand, like the, the keto reboot program, which is what I buy, right? It's, and I, I played back and forth between doing the three day program and actually doing, as you've listened, I've done many three day water fasts where I literally for 72 to 84 hours only have water. I think there's, we can get into the conversation of what the two different ways into keto really are and what that looks like. And, and from my standpoint, I can share what both feel like and the mental clarity in the way that I feel on a prove a product is vastly superior to that as I feel in a truly fasted state, switching into ketosis myself, not to mention the bad breath and some of the crazy side effects that come with being in, right? I don't forget the right, you know, pro proper terms, but I'm inducing my own ketosis versus taking an extragenic ketone. It's different, right? Like I feel, and I, I like biohacking, I'm into nootropics and all the fun, happy stuff, right? Like, especially as you've listened, 
I get that euphoric feel the same way that I do if I take uh, a racetam or aniracetam or some of the racetam families of nootropics. When I pop open a packet of Proven and I put it in my shaker cup and I drink it first thing in the morning, it, it's there. It's like my brain turns on and it's not yeah, long term. It's like, bam. Ryan, you know what's interesting is look, our philosophy, my wife is one of the most bubbly people you'll ever meet. I totally outpunted my coverage on that one. Um, she's amazing. She's super beautiful and really nice and has a more beautiful heart than she even is on the outside. And so our philosophy has been, look, we're just looking for people that want better. I don't know what that is. It might be better digestion. It might be better income. It might be better fat loss. It might just be wanting to be a part of something. You know this as a business and a success coach. I love your time management protocol, which, by the way, I need to discuss that with you. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I want you to think about it. Like, we're just looking for people that might be looking for us. And trust, those people will find us in the right time. You know, if you just go about with this word called faith, faith that things will happen in the time and in the manner in which they're supposed to happen, man, things, the weight is lifted. The pressure is off. Now it's not dependent on just me. It's dependent on circumstances. And so I'm glad you say that. That's the approach we took with you. I mean, look, I would love Ryan to be one of my top reps. And, but you know what? That's not what he's called to do. He's called to do exactly what he's doing, what he's excited to wake up in the morning. And that's what you'll find with a lot of companies that turn people off is, hey, it's not get in where you fit in. It's get in or get out. And unfortunately, that's just not the way we've operated. And we've been very fortunate along the way. And look, I'm by no means one of the top income earners. That's just not our focus. That's not what fills my cup. What fills my cup is when my former teammate loses 80 pounds and sends me a screenshot of his wife saying, I'm super proud of you. It's, it's great to have my husband back. Like, that's what fills my cup. I get goosebumps every time I tell that story just because I mattered and made a difference in that guy. He hasn't made any money. That's not what this is about. But he sure is a better dad. He sure is a better husband. He's probably a better employee. And all that goes back to kind of what we helped him better understand. And that was how to age well. Yeah. And, and Rob, you believe in this enough, right? That you literally, the, the corporate headquarters for Prove It is yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, right? Yes. Prospect, Kentucky, a little town, a little suburb. But yeah, essentially Louisville, Kentucky. 30, 45 days ago, a week before Thanksgiving, we decided to uproot our family and move here to be in the proximity, same neighborhood of the corporate office, same neighborhood as the CEO. We just believe there's a lot to come. Uh, I believe this, Ryan. I believe the keto diet, as people know it, is difficult. And I think people love the benefits of having ketones in their body, but they're soon going to realize most people can't, won't, and don't make their own ketones because it's all in or not in. But with our product, it makes people think of it as a better calorie, right? Like I almost wish our product wasn't called ketones and maybe just magic powder. If you would drink this magic powder, here's what happened. There's eight words that encompass what this does. Ryan, when you drink it, I would argue your mood and mindset improve. I would argue you have probably greater control over appetite and cravings. I would argue you have more energy, but also endurance throughout the day. And then the last two, which are vitally important, people don't get this, is our formulation helps you keep and create skeletal muscle mass, applying the right circumstances. You know, I tell people all the time, one of the easiest ways for anyone to lose fat 
add muscle, keep and add muscle. You know, what if we just thought differently? What if we changed the narrative and said, hey, how can I lose fat? And instead ask the question, how can I add muscle? That's not a gym membership. That's not kettlebells. That's not CrossFit. That might be body weight exercise in your kitchen a couple nights before bed. It can be anything, and there's no shortage of information to figure out how to get it. And we're trying to be one of those channels where people can find that information. Well, and, and Rob, you do such a, a great job of disseminating that information. Right? Like again, I've, I've followed along the journey for three years. It's not like you're on here pontificating like this is what I stand for. No, like it's consistent. It's daily. It's it's repetitious. Sometimes, admittedly. Other than the fact that you guys are always innovators in the marketplace, like I remember when I first ordered versus when I ordered last time, right? There was a two-year window in between in which yeah, I just yeah. didn't, didn't order anything. I'm like, Rob, nothing looks the same. Like, what, what should I buy now? There's different products. There's different things. Like, what, really, help me out here. What, what does all this stuff do? If there wasn't innovation, right, at some point this, and I think that's one of the unique things, this isn't necessarily sexy, but it, the marketplace has made it sexy. When you're saying like the, the skeletal muscle mass, I love the fact of, right, move your body. Like the, the pound of muscle that you have on your body requires more calories to feed it in order to make it stay on your body than a pound of fat, i.e. 100%. It's more dense. And so it's not that a pound of, I, I cringe when people say a pound of fat weighs more than a pound of muscle. No, no, they're both a pound. Like it's, it's a pound is a pound. But it's a fact, it's a fact of you're going to have a higher resting metabolic rate when you have a higher percentage of skeletal muscle mass than you do fat right when they when they're invertedly proportionate and it doesn't have to be personal trainer crazy dietitian expensive gym membership i get the fact that you might not be at that point in your life where number one you have the belief in yourself to do that the disposable income to do that but man being able to do i call it 50 50 50 can you get to the point of doing 50 push-ups 50 sit-ups and 50 air squats every morning before you get out the door if you just did that until it became second nature and you get it done in two or three minutes you, your body would change coupled with ketones, coupled with a healthy diet, right? Where it doesn't have to be this extreme swing. And it's yep. like everybody, in my opinion, wants that quick fix. Like the, the ketogenic diet or taking ketones, in my personal experience, if you're going to buy Proven because you want to lose 10 pounds in a week, you're probably going the wrong direction. Like yep. not saying yep. it can't happen because if you did the keto reboot, right? Every time I do it, I lose about 10 pounds on a scale. It's not like it actually goes away. It's just my inflammation decreases. I reset my body. My gut microbiomes recalibrate. It does so many things, right? And I'd love for you to share what, what you guys know scientifically on your keto reboot, right? With the bone broth, like your bone broth is second to none, man. Like just side note, like I love the bone broth. Like that stuff is addicting. It tastes so yeah. good. Yeah, you know, and, and I'll just finish with this. Like, it just goes. Sorry, bud. I'll finish with this. It just goes back to science, right? We're not trying to be smarter. We're trying to present the truth about fat loss, the truth about aging well, okay? Well, if we can help someone become a better fat burner, here's one for you. Here's a trivia question, Ryan, that most people don't know. Where does fat go? You probably know. Where does fat go? You probably know. But when I lose five pounds of fat, where does it go? Most people don't know. You breathe it into the environment. It becomes carbon dioxide. Molecularly, that's what happens. You literally breathe it out. So we can even quantify our level of coaching 
by hooking someone up to a metabolic cart and seeing how they breathe. If they're breathing more CO2, they become a better fat burner. So think about it. And look, we offer free coaching Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Facebook page called Body Comp Keto. You can find it, fb.com forward slash Body Comp Keto. No get in and gotcha. We don't need your name. We don't need your number. You don't. We don't even need to know if you're tuning in. You can watch replays. And it just answers and addresses the facts about fat loss because here's why. Most people give up when they've had success that wasn't realized by the means in which they measure it. How do most of us measure success? A scale, typically a $20, $35 bathroom scale from Target or Walmart. Not a great means to measure success. How else? How many trainers have ever told you, hey, don't worry about the scale, pay attention to your clothes? Well, let me ask you this. Fat cells don't disappear, they shrink. But what if that fat cell, five pounds worth, was lost, but it was replaced with five pounds of water? My jeans fit the same, my shirts fit the same, until your body realizes you're serious once and for all, hence the third pillar we preach. Ketones daily, reboot monthly, patience continually. It's the hardest one for everyone to master, but eventually your body will whoosh that water. Google it. Water whoosh phenomena. It happens. And so what people will see along the way is we invite people to get in where they fit in. We don't preach, teach high fat, low carb. We preach the diet that you'll do. And we help you figure out what that looks like along the way. So with that, um, I'm just excited to share this message because it's real. Like our focus I think sometimes my wife wishes it was business and money and making a difference that way, but it really isn't. That will ne You'll never have success if you're pursuing something without the passion that you're meant to pursue it with. And I believe this is what I'm called to do, how to simplify what's become a very messy conversation with a lot of misinformation. Well, yeah, Rob, and not only that, like I look at, this is one of the things that brought up, you and I spoke about on our, our previous phone call, right? Is you keep talking about longevity. And even if you're, you're like, oh, muscle mass, I'm a woman, I don't want to be too bulky, which move that to the side, like that's not also going to happen. But let's, there's been so many studies that have been done that in the presence of consistent ketones, right, that your risk for advanced Alzheimer's decreases. Now, Prove it might not be able to say that, and Rob might not be able to say that if it goes against company guidelines. I don't. This is me and my research of, look, ketones in your body are anti-inflammatory at some point, and most of the chronic disease that you're going to experience is based off a hyper-inflammatory response that your body has consistently had over a period of time. That's proven. That's science. That's cancer. That's Alzheimer's. That's blood disease. That's hypertension. Like name something, and so by taking a a product. If you could extend the life, the quality of life that you have and the actual amount of life that you have, how would you not want access to that? Like, like it, it, it's, it's fascinating how much as well that uh, who knows what the powers that be are, but how much of this information actually gets suppressed? Like, because it's not sexy for major medical. It's not sexy for the pharma industry. It's not like, right, a, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? Like, yeah. This is preventative maintenance for your body. And again, I don't care if it's proven or not, right? I happen to believe in prove its product because yeah. I've taken it and it's, it's really, really high quality and good. But at the end of the day, it's still, it's still facts. Like the yeah. facts are the facts. Like you're going to want to see your kids grow up. You're going to want to see your grandkids grow up. 
I'd like to see my great grandkids grow up. Like, yes, are planning for that now in your 20s, 30s, and 40s if you plan on making it to 100, 110, 120. And is anything I'm saying, I don't know if you, I don't want to put you in. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, here's the other thing. Ryan, I'll close with this. This is a tool. Drinking ketones without anything else, without being mindful of anything else, isn't going to accomplish much. But like when I mentioned to you, it's a control that controls the controls of energy balance. Think about it. As humans, we consume calories. If there's too many calories, it results in what's called a surplus. Well, your body, Ryan, loves you so much. It's only goal in life is to keep you alive. And it doesn't know you might eat breakfast tomorrow or lunch or have food at all tomorrow. And we know this because the last calorie you consume, your body thinks it's the last calorie it'll ever have. You know why? Because if it doesn't use it, it stores it. That's why we have 600 pound people. All body fat is, is overconsumed calories from your past. That's it. Overconsumed calories from your past is what made up my love handle. So that's one outcome of daily, weekly, monthly eating. The other outcome would be a caloric deficit. Here's the sole requirement for fat loss. Create and sustain the need for your body to make its own calories and make them out of stored carbs, liver and muscle glycogen, limited supply. That's why not just create a caloric deficit, but sustain it. So once those shelves, the little shelf liver glycogen, the medium shelf muscle glycogen, those are just stored carbs. Once those are empty, it goes to the unlimited shelf space called body fat. And that's where we create this deficit. That's where we delete my love handles. So there's only three outcomes, a surplus where we store and gain weight, a deficit where we delete and lose weight, or a set point. Most people might call that a plateau. We're getting just enough and over the course of time, the plateau typically creeps up. And so what we do is we just try to help people understand, how can we help you create the deficit if you're trying to lose body fat? How can we help you create the right surplus if you're trying to add muscle? How can we help you find that sweet spot if you like and want to stay where you're at? That's all we do. And if it's using ketones as a tool, awesome. If it's being a CrossFitter, awesome. If it's meditation, prayer, fasting, awesome. Get in where you fit in. That's our message. The only diet that works is the one people will do. We try to help them figure what that looks like. So, Robin, as you say that, and you start talking about the caloretic set point, right? Whether it's yeah. you know a deficit or surplus, are there some quick, easy tips that you have for people to understand how to analyze what they're rough? right caloric requirements are great question and there's 50 formulas online you could go google calculate my bmr basal metabolic rate i call it survival metabolic rate this is the number of calories your body requires just to stay alive okay well body weight times 10 would be a good guesstimate and that's going to match up with most of the formulas here's the best way ryan Go log your food for the next seven to 10 days. I don't believe in these trainers that say, hey, let me see a three-day food log. I don't know about you, but my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday looks a lot different than my Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And fat loss doesn't happen in minutes and hours and days. While it does, it's revealed over days and weeks and months. And so as a result, someone needs to probably figure out where they're at. Hey, are you at the set point? Awesome. Go figure out what your average caloric intake is over the course of a week. Well, Rob, how do I do that? Eat food that has labels, right? 
list what it is. You know, people don't get this, but it's so simple. Just eat real food. Food doesn't have ingredients. You want to find out probably the best source of food? Flip it over. Did you know you could go buy steam in the bag green beans and there's one version that has multiple ingredients like vegetable oil and additives and preservatives? But you can literally buy a bag that just says green beans. So choose single ingredient foods, figure out where you're at, and then set a deficit of no more than 25%. So for example, Ryan, someone, they've tracked their calories. Rob, I'm averaging 2,000 calories a day over the last 10 days on average. One day it was 1,500. Another day on the weekend it was 3,000 because we had Mexican. What was the average? Okay, it's 2,000 calories. Awesome. You want to lose some weight? Let's go create a 20, 25% deficit. Beyond that, probably too much stress, not sustainable. So we're going to go consume 1,500 calories a day. And look, quantity matters most. How you get to that 1,500 matters more than what you did to get to that 1,500. But what you did, also known as the quality of those 1,500 calories, is going to determine kind of your level of sustainability. So if you had, for example, Ryan, there's a, there's a, you've probably heard this, hey, white potatoes are bad. Stay away from white carbs. Well, Mark Hobb, professor at University of Kansas State University, ate nothing but white potatoes, spuds, for 60 days. Nothing but it. To prove calories in versus calories out, calories matter most, rules of the world. Go Google it, the potato study. The guy lost, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds, lowered his body fat, lowered his cholesterol. Interesting things happen when we alter our body. When we lose fat, keep and create muscle, things begin to happen. Why did he lose fat? Because he wasn't eating enough potatoes. So he, his body had to make its own calories and it used it out of the limited stored carbs. It was using the potatoes he was eating daily. And then it started tapping into 20, 30 pounds of body fat over the course of time. So my tip to people would be, hey, figure out what you're doing. Probably the greatest investment anyone could make, a $14 digital kitchen scale from Walmart. So you can get good at looking at what does a grilled chicken breast look like? Like how many ounces is that? So eventually, people like you and me, Ryan, over time, I can tell you within an ounce what that turkey sandwich has on it as far as protein. I can tell you how much that teriyaki beef at that Chinese buffet I ate the other day with my kids. I can tell you about how many ounces that was. So now we can begin to measure. And I always tell people this. You can't. You can't measure what you don't manage. So just go manage what calories are coming in for a week or two, figure it out once or for all, reach out to Ryan, tap into our coaching. It's free. There's no getting in gotchas. And then, hey, if you have questions about ketones, awesome. The reason I love ketones is it's just kind of a metabolic tool. It's a hack. Hack isn't a shortcut. Hack is just a better way of doing things. So if I can help you have greater compliance, and if there's one hashtag that encompasses everything I believe about ketones, hashtag ketones, create compliance. It'll help the average person make better decisions to live a healthier lifestyle than if they weren't consuming them. Well, Rob, I, I love that. And I, I have one, I'll say personal question as I'm going down my right, recalibration of my own fitness journey, right? From being bodybuilder, anabolics, all the crazy stuff that I did for so many years. And now right, I'll call it health optimization is really what I care about, longevity. What's your take on intermittent fasting? Right. Do you do you prescribe to that? Is that something that 
you personally, you as a coach, I mean, I know there's not a one size fits all, but I, like there's a lot of, to me, it's I look at the anti-inflammatory response and giving my digestive system some time off. Right? As a bodybuilder, I was setting an alarm clock to wake up every two and a half hours. And I was eating no matter what was going on, middle of the night, the whole deal. I started to pivot that and I'm, I, right, I've seen some good results, but it's also, right, I'm 265 pounds. So to eat the right amount of protein and food during my eight hours of eating, I'm now almost maximally taxing my digestive system to get in the right amount of food because I can only eat so much in every setting. So right. what do you say with that? I would, I would say this, intermittent fasting is once again, another tool for the toolkit. And I'll give you an example why, Ryan. Remember, our philosophy is the only diet that works is the one you'll do. Well, I grew up with a mom that got up and fixed me breakfast and ate breakfast with me every day before school. Like that made memories. That was important to me. So I want you to think about this. If intermittent fasting is skipping breakfast, not eating till lunch and being done at six or eight o'clock at night, what about the mom that wants to eat breakfast with her kids? That's not a tool that works. So that's just an example. Does intermittent fasting work? Number one, it's extremely convenient. It takes the guesswork out, right? Hey, I'm just not going to eat. Whether I'm hungry or not, your body will adapt and adjust. And eventually, you'll be fine not eating until noon. So I want you to think of also this, and there's no shortage of research. Caloric restriction, eating less, improves aging. Just think about it. If you had a 1957 Chevy, would it look better or worse the more or less you drove it? Well, you drove it a lot. It wouldn't look as good as if you kept it in a garage. Your body's the same thing. It's a superhuman computer. The less digesting it has to do over the course of several decades, the longer it can live. And so I would just say intermittent fasting is an incredible strategy. Um, I think it improves uh, insulin sensitivity, which is the reason the bodybuilders started this six, seven, eight meals a day. They just didn't want to get hungry or they wanted to control insulin. That was the whole goal. But just a side note, let's say someone needs 2,000 calories a day to just stay the same. It's my opinion, and I believe facts support. It doesn't matter if you eat 10 200 meal calorie or 200 calorie meals or 2,000 calorie meals. Your body doesn't work in shortcuts. It works over long time frames. So this whole idea of repetitive eating, hey, that, that's great. If you want to eat that way, nothing wrong with that. It's just not necessary. Your body is concerned about total calorie count at the end of the day. The only other disclaimer I would make is there's an acronym called OMAD stands for one meal a day. The only reason I don't believe in that is I don't believe an aging adult can get enough protein in one meal a day to help them age optimally. And so that's the only kind of dieting strategy that I'm not on board with uh, necessarily. Doesn't mean it doesn't work, doesn't mean I'm right, just means I believe more people need more protein as they age along the way. Oh, I, I completely, I mean, that's something, uh, I mean, we, we agree on, I think, everything so far, but just right there. It's my personal belief that I should be consuming one gram of protein for every lean pound of body mass if I want to continue to have what I have and be active. That might be on the aggressive side of things. Cool. I would agree. I would, I would agree. Nobody, there's not a single study that shows too much protein is contradictory for the human body. Now, if someone has a rare instance like gout protein can be difficult but that's not because of the protein that's because of pre-existing condition 
you know, a lot of people will say, well, wait a minute, I heard too much protein was bad on the kidneys. Not one study on planet Earth that will support that. Not one, although we've come to believe that. So I also believe it's hard to overconsume protein. Protein is the most thermic nutrient. Did you know one of the ways your body spends energy is called the thermic effect of food? Protein is the highest by far. Then carbs, fat doesn't require much energy. So again, all of these things combine and we help people kind of finalize and figure out their formula. So for you, Ron, like your goal will always be as a 250 pound man that's muscular, it's going to be difficult to get 150, 200 grams of protein daily, right? That's why I never believe in perfection, but always being practical. It's practical to have a scoop of whey protein for me. Now, it would be perfect if I had real food, but that's not practical. So again, we give people leeway along the way because again, we've found if you subscribe someone to a diet they won't do, it'll never work. Absolutely. So Rob, I wanna honor and respect your time. And I know you've got all types of different things that you're involved with throughout the day. So if there was one right message you'd like everybody to remember you by to tune into this episode, what would that be? Uh, the truth about fat loss, the truth about ketones, because, you know, whenever you get into this marketing buzz, you know, you mentioned everything is keto this, keto that, and magazines are keto, and books and cookbooks, everything's keto. But context always does matter most. And I think people are always looking for a place where they can go find accurate unbiased information. Now, I'm biased based on the product we sell, but only because I can quantify it. I'm biased on the way I eat based on the way I eat. So we never dictate what someone should do. We just show them ways that they can do. There's not one way that works for everyone, but there are multiple ways that will work for everyone. Rob, I love it. My friend, I appreciate you being on here with me. Thanks for giving me so much time and so much wisdom, right? It's, it's always great catching up with you. Sincerely, thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, dude. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it so much. Yep.